Welcome to the Unusual Perspectives podcast that transports you into the mind of people who think outside the box and are unwilling to live a life of unexplored potential. If you're looking for a place to play with the concepts of what's possible while making some jokes and having some fun along the way, you found a home in a community here. So thank you so much for your time, Rana. Just the day after uh, 4th of July, I don't know if you celebrated it at all, but it seems like a very fitting time to have a conversation like with you about some of the work that you do. I would love to get your you know, little bit of background on how you connected the conscious money and spirituality and being a CPA, and we're just gonna dive right in. Um, so yeah, tell me a little bit more about how you connected these things and, and what being a conscious money kind of empowering person that you are, how, how does that come to be? Wow. I love the, it's, well, first of all, it's so good to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's so good to have this conversation. I could talk about this all day long. Um, <clears throat> what, you, what you said that I really like, one of the things that you pointed out, um, it was about connecting the dots. There was something about connecting the dots in my life that made everything start, everything, everything started to make more sense. And what I mean by that, there was Rana, um, there was Rana, the CPA, the business person, and then there was Rana, the, you know, me as a, as a, a, a person on a, on a spiritual path wanting to transform and deepen my life. And they were at odds for my entire life. And I didn't realize that there were these two separate parts of my life that were internally at war with each other. And I didn't know that until they weren't at war anymore. And once they came together, um, once they came together and were working for each other, working in harmony with each other, it opened up a whole different playing field around who I am as a person on a growth path and who I am as, you know, a woman and, and also in business. And the way I get to help my clients is completely different than what I learned in school and what I worked, what I learned in working at the highest profile CPA firms. It's a very um, two-dimensional way to look, with, to look at numbers which makes sense to me because I have a linear mind. It makes sense to my linear mind, but the part of me that's an artist, my non-linear mind, it never made sense because there were all these other parts not being spoken to. So when I started looking at money from the lens of money's energy, money's en energy, and it's also physical, <laughs> it's invisible and visible. When those two elements came together, I got to work with my own journey um, of money differently and people started coming to me organically to help bring harmony in their lives with money. And it, and it doesn't matter how much money people have because I work with people with lots of money and I work with people with less money. And the, the true theme, the consistent theme is creating a harmonious relationship with money that leads, leads to deeper levels of fulfillment because more money doesn't necessarily mean greater fulfillment. It seems that way at first after, after all of our needs are met, that's helpful. But then from there, we're all in the same, we're all in the same field needing to look, look at, needing to look at these parts and how it can come into right, how we can come into right relationship with money. That makes a lot of sense. I, I would imagine, and I've certainly had my own journey with money, that you see such powerful transformation that goes beyond money completely because of how, I don't know if it's our culture that, it, you know, being a 
Western capitalist capitalist culture, but it's so tied into money shame, feeling of lack or a self-worth issue that people feel like they don't deserve to have all of the money that they may have when you can self-sabotage around it. So, so many personal development things are intertwined with the concepts of money, as well as, as I think you're, you have a strong connection to the relationship aspect of money and the dynamics of relationships when it comes to money and how marriages can go awry because of money conversations and money blockers. Talk uh, a little bit about why is that so important to you and and what are some of the um, transformations that you've seen with your clients going through that experience of shifting their the money uh, beliefs that they have, but then how is that translated into other aspects of their their lives? Great question. Well, first of all, I didn't understand, and a lot of my clients don't don't often understand that actually there is a relationship with money to be had. <laughs> For me, I, it was a, even though I, I'd been a CPA for, you know, a couple decades, um, I rejected and denied money my whole life, not under most of my life. The last eight years, I've been bringing conscious money into the world, but I've, it's something I wanted nothing to do with. And I didn't understand it was a relationship, but it was one that I rejected. It was one where, you know, if, I don't know why money would want to be in relationship with me because I wasn't treating it well, right? If you think about money as a relationship, an intimate partner, you know, there's no way that money would want to be with me because I didn't give it any, you know, love or attention or nurturing um, like you would do in a really important relationship. So that's the first element to understand that it is a relationship. And then not to beat yourself up over, oh, shoot, I didn't, I haven't done well. And it's like, that's okay. We just become aware. Wow. We become aware. And then we get to start looking at, you know, our, our money stories and our money beliefs, what's not working, you know, what we intuit. We start to intuit that there's something, there's a deeper relationship to be had and uncovered. It starts with ourselves, right? It starts with our own internal relationship, really with ourselves and with money. And then from there, it, 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 the relationships that we're having with our, with our chosen, um, intimate partner, with people that we work with, with our bosses, if we work for somebody, with our clients, all of the relationships with our family member, members, they all start to soften and shift once our relationship with money shifts because it, it is, it is a place of a lot of tension and a lot of relationships, right? Money and sex are two of the biggest taboo topics. And I would say now, you know, sex is less taboo than money. Yeah. Just fascinating to watch as a cultural right. thing. Yeah, totally. I remember um, like my grandparents talking about like, oh, you never ask, uh, you never just even talk about it. You know, it's politics, money and, and sex. Um, and politics is everything right now. And still nobody talks about how even as a family, I, I listen to my um, my business partner just had a family reunion and he got back and he was on the phone with a family member and talking about like, why don't we talk about how to build generational wealth as a family and um, how do we create a foundation that establishes uh, a way for the family unit to not have to go through the things that we did in the future. And I just thought that was such a, a fantastic conversation and something that more people would probably have 
um, if it wasn't taboo, like you're saying, and, and we just had a, a shift in perspective, like the one that you help people go through. Um, do you work with families as well? And like, how does that uh, dynamic play out? Yeah. So my work started off one-on-one with clients and it organically moved into working with couples and money. And it's interesting that you brought about, you brought up families because I was at a dear friend's, um, uh, a dear, dear friend invited me over for um, lunch yesterday and um, they're friends, but I also happen to do their taxes. So I, I know their money very intimately and they have this amazing eight-year-old, this just brilliant little eight-year-old um, being. And the conversation at some point, I asked the little girl, like, what do you, you know, Hey, do you want to, do you want to explore? Do you want to play? Do you want to, can I interview you for money about money? And she was really excited. And, and this is not, this was not something this little girl was ever asked like directly in this way. And it created, we spent a half an hour together, me and the little girl and the parents, you know, having this dialogue around money and it really it, there were so many light bulbs that went off that you, the parents thought they were sending certain messages to their children, to the, their child. But what she actually heard <laughs> was, was not necessarily the one message that they wanted to teach their child. So when you ask the question about money and legacy, that's a really important topic. Um, the, the first one I asked her, what do, you, what do you think about money? Her answer was money is fragile. So that was a super fun, you know, place to start with, you know, her even having that word money is fragile. Cause I think a lot of us do even feel the, the truth in that in our own bodies as adults, like money is fragile and it doesn't have to be, but that's what she was picking up and what she, what she picked up and it's true for lots of couples. It's not always the case, but I, in my experience, 75% of couples have, or in 75% of our parents, right? There's usually one parent who, and she actually used this word. What did she use? Um, she didn't say rigid. Essentially, she was saying her father is more rigid. In this case, a bit more rigid with money. And her mother's a free bird. I know she used the word tight. How this little girl even knew to, like, she used the word <laughs> tight with money. And mom is a free bird with money. And, and so now there's these two juxtaposed juxtaposed positions these seeming opposites and um and and then we got to dive into well what is what does each end of the spectrum have to teach the other one and how can there be a balance in in saving and keeping money and then also a balance in and spending money and letting money go and just to be in that conversation what does it look like how do you bring mindfulness into savings and how do you bring mindfulness into spending I think that's such a fascinating idea that the an eight-year-old could be so intuitive around kind of the emotional relationship that their parents had to money and how they both kind of and what what that says to her growing up and how she would carry her own beliefs forward if that wasn't made conscious by this conversation and that unconscious thing that they were teaching her that they may have not realized until she was, who knows, in college or, or in a, uh, an adult, um, life that may have played out in a way that they, they didn't want and she didn't want. So that's so cool that you got to have that, um, that be a part of that experience and kind of, and, and take that. 
um, take them through that process. Yeah, right. Because that's the, if there was no awareness here, they thought they were teaching their child certain, certain things and they, they were really absorbed. She was really absorbing something else. And I invited them into the possibility, the idea of what if you, what if you had this conscious money conversation more often? Maybe it's not once a month, maybe it's once a quarter or at a minimum once a year. And I recorded our session and I, and I, I'm like, I want to record you every year. And I actually want to track this little girl and record what's happening every year to kind of be a, a marker and what's really happening, what the parents are wanting to teach her, what, what she's actually absorbing, what she's noticing. I love that. That's so cool. As it, that must have been a very inspiring thing for you too. And just to, I would love to hear kind of what inspires you in, in, in this moment. Um, you could say, certainly talk historically, but is there anything that's like really driving you um, to create this message right now that is particularly at the forefront of your mind? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, with money, it's, it's really, it's, it's kind of interesting because I, when I left my corporate, when I left corporate America eight years ago, I left because I found my voice as an artist, as a painter, and I was super excited. And I finally found the reason why I would let this career go. Wow. I knew I was an artist. And finally, I get to, I get to paint. And I, and I had thought that, wow, any, um, any day now I get to, now I finally get to kill off the CPA. The universe is very, life is very interesting. Life gives you exactly what you need to make the next move. And the next move for me was to leave corporate America. And the voice, my, me finding my voice as an artist was kind of the carrot that got me out. And I thought that that was the thing that I soon discovered within two years, everybody in my community started coming to me, asking me, um, hey, Rhonda, can you do my taxes? You speak my language. You make the situation, you know, you know, anxiety and stress-free and working with you. Wow. There's, I've never experienced joy with money and joy and taxes. And it so quickly, it so quickly showed me, wow, there's a real, there's a benefit here. The way I was doing it in corporate America, it wasn't working. And, you know, we all see people in the, the spiritual realm that come off a little, I'm going to say the word woo-woo. They come off a little, you know, a little white and a little ungrounded. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not, it is not grounded. It is a little out there. And when we're out there and we're not also in our bodies, when we're not also grounded in the, in the, the real life moments, um, there's a disconnect. And so it, I recognize, wow, I'm a bridge. I'm a bridge between, you know, between, um, money and, uh, money and the invisible and the invisible money and matter and inner, you know, energy and form. And, and to actually help people reduce their tension around money. And it, it really shifts their lives because if you really monitored your thoughts and you really saw, looked at it, like a little screenshot of it, all the moments that make up your day, money is there. It's, it's every single day, unless you're a monk, unless you're a, a monk in the cabin, <laughs> um, you're, you're really, you know, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> It's not going to change anytime soon, even with crypto here. It's going to be a long time. And that's still money. It's just a different form of money. So there's going to be this exchange with money. And the idea with conscious money is how can we make it more intentional? How can we make it more meaningful? How can we align it up to what we say our values are? And when we can align it up, there's a, there's a harmony and coherency that happens. And there's this 
the internal war that you don't even, you might not know is happening. When that starts to dissipate, it frees up energy for, for people to be creative. And we're all creative people. Everybody is truly creative and everybody has an area. Everybody's actually a genius and everybody has like genius ideas and a, a creative expression that they can't even tune into and tap into because there's all this noise and, and debris and money takes up a lot of precious space. So it just seems so obvious to me um, to put attention on cleaning this area up and it's gonna, it, it allows so much more, um, the, the, fuller, ex, the fullest expression of people's you know, gifts and why they're here to, um, to present themselves. And lots of people don't know why they're here and that's not a problem. But you have to clean up some of the noise. <laughs> clean up. This is a good. This is a good uh, place to start in cleaning up some of the noise, right? You can't. You can't know why you're here, and I mean, you can, but it's hard to know why you're here when when there's all this other stuff in the way. Yeah, yeah, and I think, I mean, it's so deeply connected, as we were saying earlier, with so many different things. There's. Um, politics it's hard to not go a couple days without talking about the inflation right now or is a recession coming and i personally am deeply interested in and in involved in creating like cooperatives and um, benefit corporations that structure the way you make your profit in a way that is more in alignment with values of um, the community and actually serving the community before um, you know short-term shareholder profit and i think that's kind of the business expression of some of the internal personal relationships that we have with money that you're talking about uh, and i completely that's why i focus in those spaces is because i think it's a way to kind of clean up the noise and if we can get that um more connected with a, a holistic um, values and purpose um, aligned way, then a lot of the problems that we see that are really symptoms of some of these core fundamental issues will more easily be addressed. Um, and I think that's such a cool way. And as you saw with the family, like that, that one conversation will probably improve how that family connects um for potentially for the rest of their lives and like that's such a cool powerful thing um so it, just shifting gears just a little bit what and i would imagine that this is related what do people most often misunderstand about what you do considering you're combining these different and synergizing these different um right and left brain things and and how to um yeah is that something that you encounter i like that word misunderstanding so i feel like there's there's two groups of people that that uh, i get to work with there's the the one group is more of the business-minded person who has a certain type of their money relationship figured out like the numbers on the paper they have it figured out but they haven't quite investigated um, their ways with money in the way that you spoke about, right? Being beneficial, uh, you know, attaching your values to actually aligning your values to act the, the flow of money coming in and money going out. So they haven't brought that deeper, meaningful conversation in with their actual money. 
So a lot of people know, a, a lot of people actually know how to create a lot, lots of money, but they don't really know what to, they don't know, they, um, so the misunderstanding is they don't, there's something's missing, but they don't quite know what it is. They know that there's some, there's some, there's some lack of meaning that they haven't quite tapped into. So they, they often come to me, um, wanting to, to deepen and to, to bring, like you said, the, a holistic um, viewpoint and how they deal with money. Right. And, and the other extreme is the, the more spiritual person that's been on a path. They might be a meditator, you know, they're into transformational. They're, they're just, they're, they're soaking up all the transformational courses. But what those, what the misunderstanding from those people with those, with that side of the spectrum, and I'm both, I'm totally both, um, is that they don't understand what happens when you actually look at the hard numbers. And so there's a misunderstanding of there's an incompleteness on both sides. So there's a misunderstanding on how to bring a level of depth and consciousness to money on both sides. And both sides really get to, to actually teach each other. And what I'm recognizing, there's, there's, this, there's, there's two sides, there's two spectrums, there's a gap in every situation. And each side of the, the gap, there's, there's lessons to be learned to, to come into the, you know, the, the harmonious middle, if you will, or the integrated coherent place. So um, so that's, what's most misunderstood is, is not as recognizing, not is recognizing that there's some deeper way to be with money, but not knowing what that is. And there's a different puzzle piece missing from, you know, different ends of the spectrum and, you know, everything in between, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I love the way that you paint that picture and, and talk about the coherence and the integration of the two halves and how they both have, I mean, that's such a um a model for how many things in our world works the these integration between the right and left brain the um masculine and feminine energies uh and if we can find these points of um where both things can excel and have things to teach the other and of half whether it's energetics or people or um, the right and the left of the politics, the, there's things to learn from all of these these dualities and the integration is such a powerful thing. Um, so yeah, thank you for, for breaking that down so eloquently. If there was, this is my, so this is my last question. And if you were to kind of extrapolate that out in in your work and kind of your vision for what's possible in this space 10 years um where where are we in our relationship with money as uh, kind of a culture and a society um if you grow continue to grow this movement and um you along with other people that are doing work similar to yours what does that look like for us mm-hmm. um let me let me let me let me take a moment to fill your question. Um, yeah. So, is the question where where do I where do I see the trajectory over a ten year period, or where I'd like to see the tra- work where I'd like yeah, to go? Yeah, where you would like to see it go, kind of your your personal vision for it. Yeah. So, my personal vision, and you're right on. There are more and more. Um, there are more and more people. Um, really doing doing really beautiful work around money and bringing bringing together a more conscious way to be with money so there there needs to be there needs to be many of us because right there are different types of personality and different types of people that are going to relate to one type of person or another the truth is i've been journeying i've been reading um 
uh, a, I've been reading a money book, uh, different money books every single day for the last three years, every single day without fail. And all these great, all these great, you know, money masters. And a lot of it is if you go back and a lot of it's really, you know, ancient, timeless information and coming through a particular personality. And, and there's all these different themes that I've, I've, I've been recognizing and that's, you know, of course, influenced my own work, but my own conscious money has also, there's a, there's something unique about it. That's not just a regurgitation of, of previous information, but what I will share is conscious money. What it does is, and I'll get to your, I'll get to your answering your question. So what conscious money, you know, what conscious money is, it's, it's tuning, it's tuning us into, it's, it's bringing our, our mind and our hearts to what universal laws. You know, a lot of, when I, when I say universal laws, when you hear a lot of the work that I do and other work that other people are doing, connecting to universal laws, it just makes sense. There's this ease that happens when you hear something that is more true, when you hear something that is on the spectrum of um, prosperity and abundance and infinity and all needs met, there's an ease that happens. There's, a, there's an exhale, oh, thank you, versus what we're taught in society and what we're unknowingly taught by our parents that it's not like they, they're doing anything wrong. It's just that they've been fed certain things. There's a, there's a tightness and a restriction that happens. So, you know, I would love to live in a world where the, the, the words of, you know, you have to work hard to earn money doesn't exist and there's not enough to go around. And, 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 and in turn, what happens is, wow, you can get paid. You can get paid well doing what you love. In fact, that's the best, that's the most important thing that you could actually do is to get paid well doing what you love. And there's more than enough going around and actually, um, you know, where there's a collaboration that happens. I think for a long time, it was solo lone wolves doing their work and, you know, coming together as a collaboration in this, in this movement and to really change the, you know, to me, it's really, it is about money, but it's really a shift in consciousness it's moving towards a shift in consciousness that it's moving towards a shift in towards actually experiencing this life as the utopia, <laughs> this life as a heaven on earth, this, and not some other place, not some other moment, not waiting. And so that's my, you know, there's nothing more that there's nothing more valuable to me than working out this relationship. I'm, I haven't been committed to anything like this in my entire life. All I can do is all I do is think here, see, you know, conscious money everywhere I go, there's a conversation. I can't, I can't help it. It just spills out. And, you know, what if this in 10 years, what if this was the common denominator among people where they're really talking about things that they never talked about? Now money is like a regular conversation and you could, and you could feel an openness instead of attention. That, that to me would be um, a decade well spent. I love that. You can, uh, and I, I believe it is possible and with people like you doing the work that you're doing and the passion that I can truly feel coming from you, like I, I believe we're going to get at least closer to that than, than not. So, um, thank you so much for, for your time, Rana. This has been an awesome conversation. I would love to have another one, um, in the, in the near future and we can dive into different aspects of kind of your, your artists and your your creativity i would love to learn more about that process and that's been something that you've kept up with 
while you're integrating this experience and expressing that. I think there's so many cool things to talk about in that space too. Um, but is there anything else that you'd like to share um, for now? And how can people connect with you uh, on a deeper level? Yeah, thank you. It was so fun. I, I, I would love to um, have more conversations with you. Super, super fun, super passionate about it. I, and you're passionate about what you're doing. And it's my favorite, it's my favorite room to be in when they're to be in the room of people doing what they're passionate about. It just, it, that's, that's where, that's where change happens. So yes, please. And more, what do I want to leave people with? Well, I'll share how to get a, in touch with me, but what I would love to do with you, and I like to do this at the end of calls with clients and um, in different workshops is if we could go back and forth and answer, answer the sentence prompt, money is. So what we're going to do is it does need to make sense. It, it, it could be blue. Money is blue. Money is open. Money is here. Whatever. Now that I, now that I put some, now that I plan to put some seeds, but I'd like to go back and forth answering the prompt three times each back and forth. Are you willing to do good. that? Yeah. Okay, go, 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 you go, money is. Money is freedom. Dang. Money wants to be with you. Money is flow. Money allows the fullest expression of your being to, uh, to the fullest expression of your being to, to come online. Money is the experience of exchanging value with another person and being able to share that experience with them money is a channel um for you to appreciate others and for others to appreciate um appreciate you and what you're what you're i love that that's a great <laughs> exercise thank you and that's that's an exercise that uh, that anybody can do with with their friends with their partners with their children and it really opens up a it opens up a window with how they're seeing money right now it really it opens up a just a fun easy conversation so where can people find me um uh my website is conscious money guide conscious money guide at, at <laughs> conscious money guide at yahoo.com consciousmoneyguide.com i'm actually starting to get my old email address conscious money <laughs> consciousmoneyguide.com Cool. I love that's uh, easy and we'll, we'll make sure that that is uh, simple to get to um, and, and everyone knows how to get in contact with your and social media as well. A side note on who I am personally in the past, how I made that mistake, I would have been so excited not being, not perfectly sharing my website. And <laughs> that's a big lesson along the way. It's not about perfection. It's about, um, it's about, right. It's about continuing to, to be open, continuing to open past, you know, often, our ideas about being perfect yeah oh that's that could be a, a full podcast topic right there that <laughs> absolutely um so very cool thank you so much for your time and uh have a great rest of your week we'll be in touch soon thank you so much Tyler. thank you <laughs>